The Source of Truth is an audio recording of Pastor Ronnie Love sharing Christian encouragement and biblical truth. We hope this podcast can help make your path a bit brighter today. Psalms 119.105 says, Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Good morning. Happy Wednesday. Thanks for joining us today as we are continuing in our study through the Word of God. We're glad you're with us. Hope your summer is going well as you're enjoying it. For me, my my experience is summer seems just to to fly by, and I can't believe it's already getting close to mid-July. But we're glad you're with us today. Hope this can be encouragement. And uh, if you're following along with us, we are in the book of Matthew. Uh, We're finishing up Matthew chapter 6. We've been going through the life of Christ in Matthew. We've been going through the Sermon on the Mount and most recent um, episodes. And we're going to jump into, actually, when he's still kind of under the aspect of the context, is still under the aspect of money. This one's not necessarily money as much as it is worrying about material things. And it really comes down to the right perspective. Where's our focus? Where's our trust? Where's our perspective on things? Um, We talked about the importance of giving. Now, it's intriguing to me as he walked through giving that the first thing Jesus talked about is the importance of giving to him, making that the number one priority. And then how do we, you know, take care of ourselves? Where's our focus? Then he talks about the day-to-day things. How do we take care of the day-to-day things? Is it consuming us? Uh, Where does my responsibility... Drop my tablet, sorry. Where does my responsibility rotate in with what God is going to do? So let's take a minute and glance at uh, just a few verses in Matthew chapter 6. It says in verse 25, Therefore I say to you, again, the context of finance and supplies and things of that nature, he says, Do not worry about your life. What he, des- he describes that by saying what you shall eat or what you will drink, nor about your body, what you will put on. Is not life more than food in the body? more than clothing. So he jumps off by saying that sometimes our life is totally consumed about these everyday life necessities, eating, food, the basic, we all need those things. But he says, is not life more than that? And it does seem to be quite minimal. If all I do is concern myself with these things, you have to ask the question, is there not more to life than just the shoes or just groceries? There's got to be more to it than that. And so that's one of the things we look at is there's got to be more to all of this than he's uh, what he's stating. Then he gives an illustration, really kind of two illustrations. The first one, look at the birds of the air. For neither do, um, for neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not more valuable than they? Which, which of you, by worrying, can add one cubit to his stature? So he starts about the idea of birds. Now, uh, a commentary I read, a pastor, um, Tony Evans, made an interesting point about this. While it is true that birds themselves are not having to work like we do, we know that God provides, he asks an interesting question. Do you ever see a bird just sitting on a tree branch or sitting on a line, a power line, waiting for a worm or whatever it is to be dropped into their beak, into their mouth? No. God has provided, but they still have to go get it. They have to go down to the ground. They have to go find the places where God has provided their food. So the simple principle there is God has provided, but sometimes we have to go do it. He's given me the ability to go to work. I go to work so that I might be able to buy food for uh, my family. So that there is the principle to where God has provided, but I must do my part in that provision. Don't, sometimes people get this idea that God's provided. don't have to work. I don't have to do that. There's nowhere in Scripture. As a matter of fact, God tells us if a man refuses to work, he should not eat. 
Um, there's a difference between those who can't and those who refuse to work. There's a big difference there, but it's still a priority. I must do my part. But yet, he's not talking about it. He's saying that we get the wrong focus. Or we get consumed. We get anxious. We get worrying about the things that generally we have little control over. Then he continues, verse 27, which of you by worrying can add one cubit to his stature? I find that to be an interesting perspective here. When we worry, we worry about all these things. He goes to something he knows we can't control. Can you grow? Can you add one inch to your height by worrying? Generally, it only adds problems to your stomach, right? There's certain things you just can't control. And that's where we have to come back and place our focus on him. We have to do, here's, here's how I look at it. Do your part. We have to do the possible. Then we let God do the impossible. We live in obedience. We go to work. We are wise with our finances. We do everything we can. And then when we've done everything we can according to Scripture and as wisely as we can, then from there we move on to, okay, Lord, I can't take care of these things. And we let God take care of the things we can't. And I believe if we're faithful to him, faithful in how we deal with our funds, faithful in giving what we're supposed to to him, all those different things, as he stated, then... We can trust, hey, I'm not going to worry about those things. I'm going to let God be in control of that. He continues in verse 28. So why do you worry about clothing? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. Neither toil, neither they, uh, they neither toil nor spin. And yet I say to you that even Solomon, in all of his glory, was not arrayed like one of these. Now, if God so clothes the grass of the field, which today is, and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, will he not much more clothe you of you of little faith? He really gets in the aspect of that worry steps beyond faith. If I'm going to have faith, then I have to trust that there's things I can't control and God has designed it that way and I've got to trust him to take care of those things. It's not easy. I'm not saying they walk around, okay, it's not a problem. Sometimes those are the hardest things you will do because by nature we're controlling creatures. So we have to be able to step aside from that. We have to be able to give that to him. We have to be able to learn faith. And faith is not as soon as God provides, then I'll step out. No, I step out in obedience and then I let watch God provide. It's one of the harder aspects of life. It's a great part of life, but it is not necessarily easy. And that's the whole premise of faith. We need God's grace for it. So then he continues to a little more explanation how this can help us. In verse 31, therefore, do not worry, saying, what shall we eat or what shall we drink or what shall we wear? For after all these things... The Gentiles seek, for your heavenly Father knows that you have need of these things. So he's going to this final perspective of two different aspects. We're talking about worry. And he says, that's the consumption. He goes, and this is when he says Gentiles, he's referencing the unsaved world. He's referencing the world that does not know Jesus. He says that is their only concern. Their only concern is material things, food, houses, clothing. That's what they're concerned about. And it's, it's worry, it's consumption, it's focus. And actually they get to the point where they feel like if I have achieved and got all these great things, then I've achieved. By the way, they're going to find out it's empty because those things, there's always something more. There's always someone who has more, has something nicer. That is where a lot of the emptiness comes in. So we have to look at it. Is he goes, don't, that's not the focus of a Christian. A Christian's primary focus is not the main basic things of life that God has already said, if you obey me and you live in obedience, then I will take care of those things. That's what the world who hasn't followed Christ thinks of. So don't, don't have the thinking of the world. He gives a different perspective when he says in verse 33, but seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things shall be added 
to you. So if you keep your eyes focused on the things of God, then God will take care of you. Please understand, in many aspects of Scripture where God promises, Philippians and others, where God promises provision, if you understand the entire context and don't just take one phrase out of context, in every time where God has stated he's going to provide, there's an aspect of obedience on our side. There's no promise, well, you're a Christian, I'm going to take care of everything. That's not the fact. When he says in Philippians, my God will provide all your needs according to riches and glory, that is in context with the fact that this church has given sacrificially to Paul in his need. So there was a giving side. God says, if you give, if you obey, if you Seek first God's kingdom, God's righteousness, then these things. So literally what he's saying, if I don't put those things first, God's not going to take care of those others. So it really comes down to our focus. Where are we focusing on? What's the direction? If we put God first, we live in obedience, we follow him, then these other things, God said, I will take care of these other things that you can't control. You focus on me and don't let the things of the world consume you. Then he finishes in verse 34. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about its own things. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. You know, it's interesting. What he simply was saying is God will give you enough grace to deal with the events of today. And then when tomorrow comes, he'll give you. A lot of us times we get consumed. And this is worry. We get consumed about tomorrow. Again, things we can't control. Can we pay the bill? Can we do this? And there's certain things I can do, but there's certain things I just can't do. And we do sometimes. We get nervous about what's going to happen three months from now. How do I take care? What if I can't get the money for this bill? And those things are a week or two weeks or a month down the road. He says, don't be consumed and worried about tomorrow. He said, God, you see, here's what works. God gives you the grace to deal with the things that are in front of you today. He's with you today. Tomorrow will come. And when tomorrow comes, God will give you the grace for what's coming then. Really, we have to understand, it's always today. God gives you today. When you wake up tomorrow, it's a new day with its new battles and its new victories. And it's needed amount of grace for that day. We often live today in anxiety and worry about things we can't control tomorrow or next Monday or next week or next year. And those are the things we can't control. Then we let God deal with those things when they come. We just keep our eyes focused on him and follow him. When those things come, number one, a lot of the things you do that you get anxious over never happen. And that's where Satan wants you. He wants you consumed with a level of anxiety over things you can't control. And you don't even often realize those things never happen. What we need to do is keep our eyes focused on the Lord. And then when they do come, wait for his grace to handle it when it comes. And just trust that he's got a plan to move forward. It's not always easy. It's not intended to be easy. That's why we need God. That's why we should be in prayer. That's why we should be in church. That's why we should be in God's word. That's why we should be seeking first the kingdom of God, seeking first God's righteousness. Then God will do it. So as long as we keep that walk with him, then we can have a trust that he will deal with those things that we don't know about, can't control. So may we just keep our eyes on him and know that he loves us. And as long as we follow and walk after him, he's working in those things that we can't control and may not even know are going to come. May we keep our eyes on him today. Thanks for joining us today on this Wednesday. Thanks for the opportunity to be part of your day. Hope it's an encouragement. Uh, Stick with us as we move in to chapter number seven of Matthew 7 of uh, the book of Matthew. We continue through Jesus' teaching and the life of Christ. Thanks again for joining us. We look forward to seeing you again tomorrow.